Back on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. You can follow us on Twitter at SMW Home. We also have a Facebook page as well. And our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. I'm Steve Cashel, uh, co-hosting this week with Dr. Nick Verma, one of the uh, top orthopedic surgeons from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and also Rush University Medical Center and the head team physician with the Chicago White Sox. How about golf? You play golf, Doc? I do. Try to get some rounds in during the summer. Not as many as I'd like, but uh, certainly enjoy it. You get it all in spring training with the White Sox, or you're just too busy? You, is that the time to play? Yeah, that's a great time to play. Usually one or two rounds <laughs> uh, when the weather's crappy here and you've got some nice sunshine out in the uh, uh, Arizona desert. Good. Well, you know, I love golf. It's my passion, uh, along with Bulls basketball. I love talking golf. I do the Golf Scene TV show on NBC Sports Chicago that we love to do in the summer, and then we've got a winter show coming up. But, uh, boy, we're winding down the golf season. I hate to say that. I hope, you know, and I remember when it was maybe 2006, I was playing in into the month of December locally here with some of those great warmer days, uh, Indian summer going uh, on steroids, so to speak. But uh, we hope for more of that this year. But I want to ask you, as we get into some golf conversation right here, we're going to have a gentleman from on from Golf Tech, uh, a great swing instructor, James Stanhart's going to join us. But do you see patients uh, more in the middle of the golf season or you know, golfers that are coming in and kind of wait until the end when they can't play anymore in Chicago. Yeah, so we, you know, we see them kind of throughout the season, Steve, but the reality is that most of them want to plan their treatment around the golf season, right? They're passionate the way that you are. They recognize that in Chicago you get five, maybe six months a year when you can play. And so for most of the injuries that we see, they're elective problems, and if they're able to play through them, we're, we're st- waiting until October before we're going to start some type of treatment. What are some big uh, golf injuries? I'm, I'm picturing uh, rotator cuffs and uh, the old tennis elbow slash golf elbow. One's on one side, one's on the other side, right? Yep. So I would say the top four things that we see with golfers are, number one, hips and backs. Okay. Uh, big issues just because of the rotational movement of the golf swing. Um, but uh, for, for what I do, which is shoulders, elbows, and knees, as you said, the biggest ones are the shoulder, the rotator cuff as we start to get a little bit older, and then the tendonitis problems that occur on the uh, inside or outside of the elbow. What's the best treatment for someone coming off the golf course and a little bit sore? I'm always sore off the golf course. I love it. I, I'm, I'm a happy guy when I come off the golf course. I go to bed at night and I just played around the golf. But for my age, I don't know why. I'm always a little bit sore, no matter you know how warm it is, how cold it is, whatever. is usually stiffen up a little bit in the, in the colder weather. But even on a, a nice hot day that I love to play, it's something about 18 holes. Whether you ride or walk, you're still... You know, it's a five-mile walk, six-mile walk, and you're taking, uh, you know, 100 whacks at it, including the practice swings. Yeah, and the reality is that uh, the golf swing, like many um, specific sports activities that we do, there are just certain muscles or certain patterns of muscle usage that occur only when you're swinging the golf club, right? So you may be an active guy, you may be going to the gym, you may run four or five times a week, but the only time you're going to activate certain muscles in the way uh, or the pattern that you do when you swing a golf club is by swinging the club. And so that's why even the best of us or those who play frequently the way that you do get sore. I think the advice that we give um, players or, or athletes or weekend warriors as they come off the golf course, number one is try to stretch. So you want to make sure that you keep yourself loose as muscles start to cool down. Uh, and number two, ice. So if you've got an elbow that's a little bit sore, you ice it down for 15 minutes after a round and generally you'll feel a lot better. 
All right, let's bring our next guest on. It is James Standhart. James is the Director of Instruction, uh, Center Manager for Golf Tech in Naperville. I visit them quite often. Uh, these guys do a wonderful jobs, and they put together workout programs for amateur golfers to plan on when uh, leading into the off season. And uh, outstanding swing instructors, James. Thanks so much for uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, first question: What factors uh, determine what type of off season workout regimen is prescribed for your students? Yeah. Hey, Steve. Hey, Doc. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. So we go through at the end of the every season with our students and. Uh, try to identify areas going into the off season that we can help them achieve their goals, get better, whatever those goals may be for each individual person. Um, and for some people, you know, goals like trying to get more distance, increasing consistency, uh, potentially just increasing the technique, bettering the technique. They each one of those factors uh, relies on certain physical attributes that maybe that student doesn't quite have yet. Uh, it depends on what level they're at as well in their progression. So typically, for better players that we teach, uh, trying to increase distance, improve consistency. Um, is going to happen through strength training at that point or increasing more uh, mobility, more flexibility in the swing. So being able to hit certain positions we haven't been able to hit before. So we'll identify that typically going into November, December. I uh, have three or four good months to identify a program, work with some of our partners to help implement that program. Um, but it's on a one-off basis, uh, mostly strength training, I would say, for most people. Um, most people, counter to kind of popular belief, have enough mobility in most cases uh, if we can increase the strength to achieve all that mobility, uh, to get in positions we need them to get into. James, uh, for people who have never visited a golf tech facility, first, how many do you have in the Chicago area? Uh, we're up to seven right now. We're actually opening in Orland Park uh, for the first time uh, October 1st, I believe. We've got uh, one of our uh, golf tech guys from uh, Oak Brook, Kevin Dunbeston, going down to open that one up. Uh, so we're very excited there. But the majority are, are uh, up north, and we have three down here now with uh, – Naperville, where I'm at, uh, Oak Brook, and now Orland. Good. And tell the people who have never been there kind of your theme and uh, kind of the operation that you guys run and, and how you, uh, you know, the equipment that people you put people into to uh, and some of the technology you guys offer. Yeah, no. So we take a very fact-based approach. That's kind of our methodology with everybody. Uh, we know that every player is different and, and what every player needs really based on their goals is different. So uh, the cause and effect chain that we go through during the initial evaluation session, unique for everybody. Um, it's funny, uh, we'll have a lot of folks come in and uh, overhear certain lessons that other players are taking, and they make a comment like, that sounds entirely different from mine. Uh, how can that be? And, and again, oftentimes, it's when you're going through the cause and effect chain, uh, from a fact-based standpoint, you get very different cause and effect relationships. So we try to make sure everything is very common, and that's sensible. Um, very fact-based, very explainable. And then um, as we progress through, we can measure all the benefits, all the improvements that we're going through with the student as well. James, you know, technology has changed the way that we teach, learn, play sports in almost uh, every sport that's out there. Golf is certainly no, uh, no different. One of the hot topics in my world is this concept of motion analysis. And can we look at uh, um, the, the ways that the body is moving, regardless of the sport that you're playing, and either A, help predict and prevent injury, or B, help to uh, recover from injury? Are you guys using any type of motion analysis technology in the way that you um, uh, treat patients, or, or not treat patients, but in the way that you look at a golfing athlete to help them say, okay, you need to turn your hip more, or your trunk rotation is not correct, or how do you use that in the way that you teach golf and, and keep uh, athletes healthy? Yeah, no, we certainly do. And actually, uh, it's a very apt question. 
And we, and it's funny, we call our students patients as well. So we're going to steal that from you. Um, and, and we've been doing this since the mid nineties using motion analysis, uh, giving biofeedback to, to players. Uh, so we measure the swing in all three dimensions in terms of rotation, uh, side bending, which we call tilting right and left. If you're standing upright, bending forward and back, uh, and then also sways side to side, thrusts in and out and up and down measurements as well. So we measure uh, every dimension you could measure uh, very factually throughout the swing. Uh, we've also tested more than 150 tour players on the same sensor uh, measurement system. And again, this is actually poached from the medical uh, industry as well. It's called the Polhemus system. Um, so very, very accurate uh, to the tenth of a degree. Um, but yeah, so we can take the, uh, the the averages that we've got from our tour players, which are all really similar with, with only a couple outliers that we throw out, um, and utilize those to help certain players identify cause and effect relationships. So, for instance, we can say that the average tour player we know factually with a mid-iron uh, turns the, the upper trunk, uh, the shoulders, 89 degrees to the top of the backswing. And certain cause and effect relationships between, for instance, turn the top of the backswing and swing path or uh, pulling, pushing, slicing, hooking, that sort of thing are very related. So I know that, uh, Dr. Verma, if you come in and you're turning 68 degrees with your shoulders at the top of the backswing, you're probably going to be a slicer or a puller, as most players are. And then certain motion measurements uh, are associated with that lack of turn as well. Certain strengths of deficiencies are uh, related there as well. So, uh, yeah, every lesson that we teach uh, indoors is is utilizing that motion measurement system and uh, comparing against your old swing and then the ideal uh, tour player type swing as well. We're visiting with James Stanhart, Director of Instruction, Center Manager for Golf Tech in Naperville. It's G-O-L-F-T-E-C dot com. Uh, I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Nick Verma. Dr. Nick's subbing this week for Dr. Brian Cole and visiting with James talking about the golf swing. Dr. Nick? James, that's great information. You know, I'm curious, um, how do you guys partner with uh, healthcare practitioners? So if you see a patient that says, uh, let's say, has some hip arthritis and so they've got tightness in their hip, they can't make the rotation that you're you're asking them to make or they're looking to make to improve their game, mm-hmm. do you partner with, with either athletic trainers or uh, physical therapists or others that can maybe work on that with them in the offseason? We can, yeah. So we don't have any um, uh, contracted partnerships with uh, specific groups, however, uh, more than a quarter of our uh, students right now are doctors. And so we, we hook people up, uh, certain students with other students and, and their fields as well, um, and, and certain groups that they're within uh, to help find the guidance they need throughout the offseason. We also have on-site strength training ourselves and, and mobility training as well. Uh, we go through, and in most situations, depending on what the deficiency is for the student, we can handle that in-house. If we do have to send somebody out again, we work with uh, any of our partners that, that come in to actually take lessons with us as well. James, great stuff. We're out of time. Appreciate you joining us again. Uh, tell us again how many golf tech facilities you have uh, in this area and best way to reach you guys. Yeah, seven facilities. Uh, pretty much anywhere you are in the Chicagoland area, you can find one of us. And uh, at the Naperville Center, uh, you can you can log online, go to locations under the golftech.com webpage, and uh, you can actually submit a request to have us give you a call if you'd like to. Uh, otherwise, you can swing by one of our centers. Great. Golftech.com is the website. And James Stanhart, our guest here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you, James. Great stuff. We will see you soon. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys.
Appreciate it. James Stanhart from Golf Tech. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Nick Verma. Up next, folks, we're going to talk about uh, the latest and greatest in workout facilities. We're talking spa areas and all kinds of neat things. We have a $40 million uh, new destination that's going to uh, be coming to Northbrook. So we'll tell you about it as our coverage of sports medicine continues. It's Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score.